Welcome and we're back. It is 2020. I feel like I've been sleeping, sleeping beauty for a whole two months on vacation. And now we're back to once again, another year. This is our sixth year of elevating your real estate IQ with my hostess, with the mostess. I have my mom squad with me. How are you, Joel? She got her hair done today. I mean, look at how much energy she's got. Literally. I it's almost want toxins from the chemical dye. <laughs> Things are good. We're so happy to be back. It is 2020. It's cold today, but the market's hot. So we're going to be talking about some big things coming up in 2020. Happy Valentine's to you ladies. Look what we got from our Joel. Hi, yeah. Tammy. Hi, I got them too. And I love them. I'm so happy. Thank you, Christine and Joel. You guys are the greatest. So you know the way to my heart is through food. And this is exactly what I get here and welcoming back. So thank you. Lots of great stuff planned for you this year. We're actually launching another show called The Pre-Shift, which is with our friends from Gibson's Italia. So stay tuned. Next Thursday, you're going to hear all about what we have to do. And we're going behind the scenes and we're looking at, you know, how they make that stay. How do they hire people? How do they fire people? How do they stay alive? But today's show is full of lots of lots of information. Today we have Mark Dumas. Did I say it correctly? You said it right. Approved. <laughs> He's going to be calling. Uh, he came today to talk to us about CPS school boundaries. Everything you need to know. So it's as you say, Joel. Get school. We're going to get schooled on CPS today for sure. See, I like his title better. <laughs> and of course, we have Neha. Neha Shaith. Neha Shaith. I was going to say Neha, but that's totally bad, and that's the mommy and me. Um, and she's going to. Call, she's here today to talk to us about about renting versus buying. Which is better? Can you have the both the best of both worlds? Yes, you can. And the most beautiful lady in the room. She's wearing red today, thanks to Valentine's Day. Uh, Rebecca Borges, gorgeous. See, I got cues on how to remember people's last names. But she's going to talk <laughs> to us about um, spring garden design time. Excuse me, to start planning. And something about a spray, uh, Grunghog's Punxa, I can't say it. Punxatani. Punxatani. It's a terrible day for Carla today. <laughs> and our friends with Tony P have joined the squad. So Tony and Greg are here today and they have wonderful gre- uh, guests, Chris Cedron. Did I say it right? Did I? Uh, Cedron. Oh, whatever. I'm sorry, guys. I'm going to get this right. But Kinsey Chop House. So we're all here in the studio to talk to you about all these amazing topics. So please stay tuned, share our show, and just keep watching because we got great stuff. Tammy? Yeah. Are we doing trenches? Yes. What's going on yes. in trenches? I love talking about tips from the trenches. Uh, what I wanted to share with you guys today is something that has, again, come up recently with clients. And so I wanted to make sure everybody knows that when you're going to do a renovation purchase, meaning you're finding a property and you want to be able to fix it up to purchase it, um, you don't have to put very much money down to do that. And a lot of people think that they do. So for instance, if you find a $200,000 house and it's run down or, you know, too flat or whatever, it's run down, you're going to be moving into it when it's done, but it's going to require $100,000 worth of work. You can take that $300,000 total cost, even including the renovation. And on the uh, home ready product, you only have to put 3% down. That's $9,000. That's it to be able to renovate your own home to move in. Um, so just that little tip. Uh, call call me or call Joel, call somebody in mortgage, get qualified, and then call Carla or whoever we have here with us today to go find that home and move in your brand new uh, home that you can design the renovation yourself. I'm sure you're starting to see the fact that there is still not a lot of inventory and those amazing interest rates are still amazingly hot. So I don't see why not. 
There's just a lack of inventory. So finding something that is in assets condition and being able to rehab it and borrow money to do so, so you can customize your property. It's a win-win. I love that idea. So you're saying three and a half percent or three percent? Three percent for the, if you qualify for home ready, three and a half if we have to go FHA and five percent on Fannie Mae standard. So any one of those numbers is a tiny, tiny down payment. So it is acquisition plus rehab and you combine the two and you're going to get approved for both and you're, you're able All to customize. One. Yep. So therefore, what you're doing is you're getting rid of the middleman, right? Or the middle girl who's doing the flips and are making that premium on the rehab after they flip the property. Yeah. So you get to uh, get it to enjoy the after repair value and then have some uh, sweat equity in there. That's like right. instant. Instantly. Love it. Jill, what's going on in your trenches? The middleman or middle girl is a definitely a different radio show for sure. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Look at you getting so, all sassy for Valentine's Day. Ta- yeah. Uh, guys, what we're talking about in, well, I've seen it a lot recently, is buyers getting pre-approved the wrong way. Okay, so what do I mean by this? What am I seeing out there when buyers come to me that they've already went to a bank and they went and said, I want to know what I'm pre-approved for. And typically what they're finding out is what their maximum amount is. Isn't that sexy? Don't we want to know the most the bank will lend me? So then they get this piece of paper and it <laughs> says, I'm good all the way up to $475,000. And then they give that to the real estate agent. And then they start going out and they're looking at places at that level and it just doesn't feel right. They're not buying. They're uncomfortable. It's because they were pre-approved wrong. You don't really need to know what your maximum amount is. That's one good number. But what you need to know is really where you're comfortable. So when you're out there, you really want to have a mortgage professional review two things. Tell me what I'm approved for, but really go through what the purchase price should be where I have a monthly payment that I'm really, really comfortable with. It solves two problems. One, you can actually go out and look at places that only meet your criteria so that you don't fall in love with this house and realize it's $500 more per month than we want to pay. Two, it helps your real estate agent actually go out and show only properties that you're actually going to be interested in. So it's not a matter of how much you're pre-approved for. It's making sure that you find your comfort zone. You got to be comfortable. You got to be confident. And that's what we're talking about here in 2020. Joel, and for those friends of ours who are listening or watching on social media who don't understand what a pre-approval letter, can you please explain how do I get one? Well, what we want to do is make sure that we know the dollar amount that we can actually go borrow based on our income, based on our down payment, and based on our credit. So it's actually a lot easier than most people think. They could actually do it in five or ten minutes and actually fill out an online application provide a couple of documents, then speak with a mortgage professional about what the bank will lend them, but taking it one step further, you really want to know what these payments are because that's the number one thing that I've found when I'm talking to people. They want to know how much is it going to be per month and how much do I need out of pocket? I particularly love that, Joel, because it's it's really showing how much you care about the clients. This isn't just a tra- transaction, right? But this is about what's going to be going on in their life every day thereafter. Once they close the loan, they have to figure out that mortgage payment then for the next 30 years or unless they end up changing their situation, selling or refinancing. So you caring about the the payment up front and that, their comfortability with that um, really, really speaks to, I think, the highest level customer service. And that's what you do. You really are just like me. You don't want to put somebody into a property where they're cursing you when they're making the payment. <laughs> no, Hopefully never. you really want to help them. <laughs> right. People want to buy properties. Okay. What they really need is a team of people around them that'll actually be their advocates and not just sell them something. Yeah. Okay. People always want to buy, but they don't want to be sold. They really want people that are in their corner. And you know that for a fact, Carla. 
Let's complicate this transaction and apply it to real life scenarios. Uh, many of you are now looking at selling your property and maybe buying a step up property or maybe getting a bigger property or what have you. You're trying to move your kids from one school to another school district, as we'll hear to, uh, later on from Mark, Mr. Dumas. But um, I want to talk about those families who need to sell their existing home so they can buy something else. When you start to look at that process, you first need to liquidate your existing asset, your existing home. It is your home. That's where your kids come come to after school. That's where you enjoy living life. However, when you're going back to the market, you become a commodity and you have to compete with the rest of the properties. So therefore, there's no emotional attachment to that property. You have to clean it and stage it and declutter and get rid of everything that says I live there. So nothing on those counters, nothing on that refrigerator. I love your kids and I'm so glad they got a, you know, honor roll and all that jazz. I have my own. So I know what you're talking about, but you cannot show that because the next buyer has to come into the space and feel like they can live there, like they can use it and that could be their own space. And the reason I bring this uh, subject to, to conversation because I want to complicate it. Before you get started, you also need to get a pre-approval so you know what you can afford for your next property. So in order to prepare you for this transaction where you're going to be closing on your existing home at 10 a.m. and then buying your next home at 2 p.m. from the proceeds of your primary residence or your first property, you need to talk to a lender because we need to get a snapshot of how much debt are you carrying? Can you go ahead and buy a new car? Can you go buy a motorcycle? Can you buy that ring for Valentine's Day? Like, what do you need to do in order to get to the next place? So, what Joel is saying, get a pre-approval, and the appro- pre-approval is basically completing an application, very, which is very simple, mm-hmm. 10, 5, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. You complete it, you put in your social security number, your home address, and in there they pull out how much debt you're carrying, and then you're going to be able to say, okay, you're selling this one for 300 because we're going to get the proceeds from this sale, you'll be able to approve for, what, 500 or 600 what have you. But the first step is to talk to a consultant who's going to tell you how much your property is currently worth, what is the fair market value for this property today, and if you're bringing it in the spring market, what you need to do to get it ready. And then you speak to a lender so the lender can tell you what you can afford for your next uh, purchase. So that's my tidbit from the real estate section. I know you heard from our mortgage lenders. Again and again, align yourself with a professional that can help you with the holistic approach of your transaction. Let's go on. Let's talk to our guest. So, guys, uh, I'm really excited to have Mark Dumas on the show today. Not only have I done a lot of uh, transactions with him, I got to know him over the years as a true friend, and he provides value. So what you're going to see throughout the year is people that are coming on that actually are experts in a topic. And we're going to delve in and really hit home on things that you can use if you're getting ready to buy. So, Mark is an expert on schools, and we like to call it getting schooled on CPS. Mark, how are you doing today? I'm great, Joel. Thanks for having me, everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, happy 2020. Uh, happy Valentine's Day. I guess today is Galentine's Day for all ladies. Happy Galentine's Day. <laughs> what did you get your wife? Nothing. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, well, you said that too fast. <laughs> I can't tell you. She's watching. Oh, <laughs> Mrs. Dumas, Mrs. Uh, make sure that Joel sends one of these for you, yes. and we got a cupcakes. You better stop yes. before you get home. Well, trust me. We know Christine has already told Kylie what's coming or not coming, so I'm not even worried about that. But yes, uh, happy Valentine's Day tonight. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody tomorrow. I'm really excited to be here. Um, Joel wanted me to talk to you guys about getting schooled on CPS. The truth is, a lot of people move into Chicago, and they move from the suburbs, or they move from somewhere else where the school systems are pretty simple. You live you live at 123 Main Street. That means you go to this school. That means you go to this high school, and there you are. The truth is, in Chicago, it's a lot more complicated than that. Because if you, if anyone that's a realtor in the room knows, when you look at the, the MLS, it just says 299. That's just Chicago's public school system. 
everyone's <laughs> eligible for two ninety nine, but you aren't. And there's a couple spots where you have to really know what you're talking about. So the first one is Chicago works on what they call a boundary system. And so basically your address, so let's say it's, you know, 1622 West Wallen. That's where I live. Don't show up in my house, but that's where I live. <laughs> you so, get your address and everything. Full service. Full service. You need to come by. But that school, there's a school that's attached to that address. So if my youngins, when they first got, when they were born and I was going to put them in school, I can put them in the school right there. That's the neighborhood school that's there. But if your kid, let's say your kid's really into art, let's say your kid's really smart, you can start, and that's where the process really starts, is you can make them eligible for some of the magnet schools that are around. There's some great magnet schools or the selective enrollment in edu- um, elementary schools that are there, um, be it the gifted programs that are in Chicago or the classical schools. And you have to know what's going on. And so what you really need to do there is a couple things. You need to make sure you have a real estate partner, and that's key. It's a partner who knows how the system works. Um, I always laugh when I talk to someone who's not from here and they try to talk to me about the school system. I'm like, well, yeah, if you put your, if you live in this neighborhood, you can send your kid here. That's great. And that's the easiest way to solve it. Spend a million dollars, send your kid to a great school. But the truth is there's some places where you can live somewhere else and send your kids somewhere else if you're willing to drive them or get them on buses or do whatever that you need to understand how that works. Wow, so, that's crazy. I yeah. mean, seriously, like it is very complicated and overwhelming, right? When you start the whole process. Absolutely. And I know a lot of people that may be listening are saying, well, it doesn't apply to me because um, I don't have kids. Right. But the truth of the matter is that you're paying the property taxes and so you're supporting that school system. And so if you don't have ki- kids or you're not expecting in the next three to five years, I would say don't worry about those boundaries and maybe don't buy in that area where you have the high taxes, right? right? But do tell me, how do I get my kids into the gifted program? Um, is it? Do they really have to be gifted? Is there hope? like what's happening? So gifted is one of the, that's, that's a term that we'll use. What does use. that mean? Gifted. So gifted. Um, CPS defines gifted as being at at least a grade and a half above their age level. Yeah, my kids. Yeah. And so what happens is the first step. Sadly. So there's three main steps for figuring out if you're going to go into selective enrollment. They don't even use the term gifted anymore, but they talk about selective enrollment. The first one is when they're in kindergarten, and it's, that early. That early. That early. Huh? That Shut early. Up. And that's what happens terrible. though? What happens is they take a test. Um, and that test isn't as hard as it seems. It's not like here, sit down and write down war and peace. It's a one-on-one with a teacher and a student and they do it mostly verbally. And then from that, they can ascertain whether or not your kids qualified to join a gifted program. They do that. Um, the next stop is at sixth grade. So at sixth grade, when they're sixth graders, they can decide to stay in their school, their elementary school, all the way through eighth grade, or they can go into what's called an academic center. There's about four or five academic centers around the city. Um, Lane, Shut up. Which one? Lane oh, like, Tech. Lane Tech has an academic center. Wait, so from sixth grade, you can jump and go and straight to high grade, school? Well, so the academic center does. If you get accepted to an academic center for seventh and eighth grade, you're guaranteed a spot in that selective enrollment high school. Wow. So that's I've been trying way. to get my kid into Lane Tech forever. So that's the move. I know I missed it. That's the move. Well, no, you can do it. No, he's I, already in eighth grade. So, okay. So then the next step, <laughs> great. That's perfect, Carla. That's the perfect <laughs> like segue. The scenario. So the next step then is... When they're eighth graders, they're going to take the exam for high school. Right. And so your son took the exam for high school. Yeah. And we don't know yet. They're going to find out in March. Right. right? You'll find out in March. Exactly. Which makes things really crazy because the parochial and private schools tell you in February and they want their checks. But the public schools, you're sitting there going. Wait, can I I ask you this question? Because I swear. So I know, right? I'm crazy. But. Do you, I don't think that like if you're paying for school, do they really have an app? Like, do they really not get people get in? Like, yes. I swear my kid could just get in. Like, come on, we're paying not every for the school, school. But like, for example, really? so like I went to St. Ignatius here in Chicago. Go, go Wolfpack. Um, <laughs> go St. Ignatius. Go, go Ignatius. But, so 
this last year when my daughter was an eighth grader and flying to high school, there were a thousand kids that took the test for four hundred spots. Oh, really? Yeah. So my son is dying to personal, but Notre Dame, and I'm like, you, anybody can get into Notre Dame if they're going to pay for it. That's, that's, that's my argument. More than likely, you can be a don. Yes, right. <laughs> I, but that's a yeah. really good school, though. But Notre Dame's a really good school. It's a really Notre good Dame, academic Loyola. school. It's a really good. Don't talk about Loyola. But oh, I'm kidding. Sorry. No, I love okay. it. There, there are there are bitter arch rivals, so that's why I always say that. But no, all those schools are great schools. It's a question of where you want to send your. It's literally you going in those open houses and doing all those things and figuring out what's best for your son or daughter. And so the next step, like I said, is that you take the exam. But when you get into high school, you can send your kid to any high school in the city. That's what's called a choice high school. And choice high schools, we used to just call them neighborhood schools. We don't call them that anymore. And some of those choice schools have other programs in them. So, for example, Lincoln Park High School, along with being a a choice school, also has an IB program, an international baccalaureate program, which is one of the best in the country. So if you join the IB there, you can join the IB program there. You can join the double honors program there, or you can join the regular high school there. And it's literally going to those open houses and learning what you need to learn about your kid and what's best for them. That's going to be successful. But I also, I always tell people this when they're talking about it. You need a real estate professional to help you guide you through that as best as you can because you need to have someone understand, okay, I'm going to live here. Here's how far it is to get to the schools I want to get to. Here's how I'm going to get there on the on public transportation versus driving. But here's also what these programs are offering so that you know. The last thing you want to do is move to a place and you think, oh, yeah, it's just no problem. And it's an hour every day to take to commute to school. Why would I mean, you want it just that? takes away so much of the burden because it is very overwhelming right. to A, know about the schools, what different programs they offer. And then, of course, when you're shopping for a property, all you know is that, well, I want to buy a property. I need more space for my kids. And then you start to think, like, it's layers, right? Right. How do I get and how do I apply? Where do I go? Where do I start? So is there a website? Is it like the CPS? The best website is cps.edu. It's the Chicago Public Schools website. It gives you all the information you need to um, sit down and start looking at things. And one of the things I like about CPS's website is that you can st- you can put an address in and it'll tell you this is the school boundary for this particular address. Yeah, or if you, you go to, the- I'm sorry, it, what is it, CPS school locator? Yeah, you the type school in the locator. address and it tells you the boundaries right. for the and school. And conversely, you can put the school in and see where the boundary is and see, okay, I want to live here. And it works that way too. It also will let you go in, um, it'll give you a lot of different information about ratings for schools. So schools in CPS are rated level one plus, level one, level two plus, or level two, um, and you can take a look at what those scores, what those scores actually mean, and because not every level one plus school might be right for your kid. Yeah, <laughs> that's the truth. Right. Um, like my son goes to South Loop Elementary. It's a level one plus school. He loves it there. It's not his neighborhood school. He doesn't live close to it. He lives somewhere else. His sister goes to Walter Payton because oh, she's, you're driving everywhere. Yeah, we're all over the place. Wow. Um, because she's. As we always joke, um, Olivia, um, we're going to work for her one day because she's that smart. And so, <laughs> I love uh, it. So that's why she went there. But she also got into St. Ignatius. She also was in the academic center at Kenwood. She had a lot of choices for her. Wow. And so it was easy for her when the schools came in to say, all right, what do you want to do? Um, Dad wanted her to go to St. Ignatius and cut the check. Uh, Mom told me, no, why would you spend that money when you don't have to? And so here we are. Well, I mean, shoot, if she's that smart and she's, you know, she, and it's not about the smartness or not smart. It's more so about the number of students per classroom. Like for me personally, Nicholas just doesn't want to be in a big classroom and I want him to go to Lane Tech, but he's like, mom, it's overwhelming. Um, So anyway, about schools, it just gets really, really complicated, right? And there's, of course, the culture of the school. Public schools are completely different than private and there is that whole religion aspect to every school. Generally, there's a religion thing. There's a dress code thing. There's a, my biggest takeaway from today is when you're looking at schools, there's some times you want to be looking. So 
Um, obviously, a lot of schools have made their decisions for high school and for grade school, but you still want to go and take it, if you can, take a tour. Yeah. A lot of schools will offer tours at least once every couple of weeks. Make sure you take those tours. Ask all the questions. Try and go and um, lurk on the Facebook and on social media for groups for those parents and ask them out loud. Tell me why you like it here or tell me what you don't like because yeah. you're going to, more importantly, uh, you're going to be in part of that. If you decide to go to that school, you're going to be part of that school family and you need to be able to talk to those people and know that those people have your kids back just like you have their back. Love it. And if you take anything away from the show is the fact that it is a complicated system or process. So aligning yourself with a realtor like Mark, who knows the process, is so helpful because once you get there, I mean, there is a lot of cries and tears in the families because one parent wants this, the other parent wants that, and the kids want something else. And so I guess just listen to your kids. And more importantly, when aligning yourself to when you're trying to do this and put a price tag on it, not just the financial part of the school, but also of your purchase, right. it could get very, very expensive. Expensive really quick. Yeah, one of the first, I had a, a coffee date with someone for, I started this thing this year called real estate coffee dates. And uh, I had a coffee date with someone who was talking about buying. And the first thing they talked about was, tell me about schools. <laughs> and I was like, okay, you don't, how about you tell me where you want to, how much house you want to buy? <laughs> and they're like, no, I need to know about schools. I can, I can figure out the house part. I'm going, they're like, I really want, I'll, I'll live in a studio if I have to. I'm like, no, no, let's not do that. Let's, <laughs> let's back up a little bit. But we had a long conversation. Part of the biggest part of the conversation today was about how to deal with the school system and how to manage expectations and how to walk through the process. So you're ready to go. And if you want to get more information about walking through that process and understanding the applications and what each school requires, obviously reach out to you. And where can we find you? Best place to find me um, on social media. It's at at, at Mas Dumas for Instagram um, and Facebook, at M Dumas RE for Twitter, uh, mark.dumas at bairdwarner.com is my email address. Uh, and you can find me at the Baird and Warner website. Just look me up. I'm the guy with the bow tie. Can't miss me. And so there you go. <laughs> so I've been following you on social media for a very long time. So yes. keep up with what you're doing. I love it. Thank you. Great family man. He's he. I see your pictures with your wife. It's so cute. So again, you want to work with someone that you know you can build trust with. And of course, this is a family man who could definitely get the business done or get the job done. Thank you all. Thanks for coming on today. Of course. Thank you. Great information, guys. I know that you're both like, wow, this is not relevant to me. But Tammy, it's going to be relevant to you pretty soon. Absolutely. And are you kidding? I was thinking like, Mark, you could have a side business in consulting on this stuff. This is this is incredible. It's been talked about. (laughs) It was really cool to have him on the air here today because you can see the passion in somebody that comes on that actually knows something cold and can educate you. And that's the major difference. There's a lot of people out there that are part-time professionals. And when you're out there building your team, this is what we're doing on WGN Market Overdrive, is bringing real people that have experience and sharing it with you. So every single week when you tune in, you're going to get somebody new and you're going to get a fresh idea and you're going to learn something by tuning in each and every single time that we're on. Well, and it's also really cool because I do watch him on his, like I said, on social media and he's always with his kids doing like, you know, extracurricular activities. And so it takes a family man to understand the family dynamics and what it needs to happen when you're working with families. I mean, we are working at a faster pace and everything is mandated by the school uh, extracurricular spare time. So showing properties and making yourself available to see properties or shop with someone that makes himself available. So it's true. a really cool thing. I no. don't. It's absolutely right. And that's the thing when you're going out there, you're partnering with the right people. And this was one of the reasons that we had Mark on today. 
Love it. Great information. Love them too. So now you have someone else that's going to come and elevate our real estate IQ. What do you've got for us, Tammy? What I have for you today is none like- other than Luxury Living's newest broker. She's luxury expert, Neha Shaith. Neha, welcome. Hi, thank you. Um, I guess first, before we dive straight into your topic, tell us a little bit about this new transition for you because you've been in the industry a while and you're not the type to like jump around from place to place, but I know this was like the right fit move for you. Tell us why. Uh, so... I was with Ad Properties before that, and I love Ad. Uh, everyone loves Ad. Uh, but I decided to take a look at you know my business, where it was coming from. Uh, I work with a lot of rental clients, uh, and that's just kind of the landscape of what a lot of brokers who are uh, experiencing right now, like a lot of my colleagues, in the sense of you know there are a lot of people who are renting because there's a ton of new developments, um, and a lot of people want millennials just like me. We want to be in the most luxurious. Most beautiful, uh, the coolest buildings. places, the coolest, right? You know, one <laughs> all the amenities. Or, I want it all. Yeah, they want it all. Uh, and why shouldn't they? So uh, that's kind of what we're experiencing in that sense. And so uh, luxury living is awesome in the sense that they, you know, they kind of uh, cater to both worlds. They have their brokerage, but they also have all these really cool exclusive listings with all these top developers on the rental side. Um, and that's kind of, you know, why I love doing what I do is because I think it's a transition. A lot of people I work with are renting, uh, so that they can figure out, you know, what are their options when they're ready to buy. So it's, it's, it's really cool that, uh, I mean, we get to offer them like the best of both worlds, I guess. Yeah. Well, and that is actually what you're here to talk to us about today, right? We're going to be talking about renting versus buying, having the best of both worlds, because a lot of people, and you know, Neha, you and I talked about this earlier, but we all know on the show too, Joel and Carla and really anybody in the industry, we're constantly telling people why not to rent because we don't want people to be throwing money away on rent. We know what they can be earning in equity. We want them to have these opportunities, but there's another side to this coin and I think that Neha handles it so eloquently. So tell us a little bit about how people can have the best of both worlds with renting versus buying. So I think renting is actually really smart. Uh, I deal with a lot of relocation clients who, I mean, why would you, why would you come to a new city and just immediately make the biggest purchase of your life when you have no idea anything about that neighborhood? Uh, you know, it may sound great to all of your friends who are living there, but you know, to each is their own. Uh, and you have no idea if you're going to love South Loop or River North or, you know, now Logan Square. Uh, so I think renting is 100% the first step. Uh, I don't think anyone should buy in a neighborhood they haven't rented in. Uh, and I think renting, uh, I don't think there's a stigma. I feel like a lot of people think there is a stigma in the, in it, not even in the industry, like buyers, sellers, uh, renters, uh, millennials, a lot of people I talk to, you know, uh, it's just, uh, I think it's it's a great first step to figure out, you know, what are your options? Uh, just like how when we work with our clients, uh, I always loop Tammy in uh, as soon as I sign a lease with a client. Uh, and then one year out, uh, we have a game plan for, you know, what is the three-month plan? What is the six-month plan? What is the eighth-month plan? You know, so that nothing, you know, gets in their way so that, you know, everything is just like how... With, uh, who was our most recent client? With, um, we don't have to name drop them on, on air, but, well, <laughs> but we just recently talked to, I just want to make sure you, uh, what we were talking about, but just so you know, they have a, they have a year. They just got engaged. So they want to make yeah. sure that, you know, uh, they're ready to buy, but that, uh, 
they're doing everything they can, that they're saving as much as they can, that uh, they're understanding, you know, what not to do, what to do in terms of their credit. Uh, There's a lot of questions, uh, and I think a lot of people are afraid to ask, and so I think it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Renting gives you that runway, right? Like we talk about all the time about talking to clients ahead of time to get them prepared for that purchase, maybe even up to two years in advance. And when we're talking about renting being a good first move here for for some people, we're not talking about lifetime renting. Mm -hmm. We're talking about renting for a period to get uh, to get acclimated to the area, to figure out what you like about the area, to figure out if that is where you want to buy. Um, Joel, I'm sure you you run into this with clients all the time too. What is, what's your take? She's exactly right. The idea that you would come to a city and spend all this money in day one, so we advise it all the time. The stigma isn't renting. The stigma is renting for 20 years. Mm-hmm. The stigma <laughs> is literally you have $4,000 a month in rent over a year. That's forty eight grand. So if you spent 48 grand in one year, that might actually save you a couple hundred grand if you bought that million dollar condo and had to sell it because the neighborhood was terrible. So what we're talking about here is so spot on. You don't have any problem with renting. We just have a problem if you rent for 20 years. Nehak, let's get specific about some, let's say just the area because I know that our young you know, millennials, right? Let's call them that. They love renting. They love the amenities. Yeah. They love the pool. They love the gym. Uh, they love the workout room, but uh, the whatever, they, the entertainment room. Um, so tell me, what is a two-bedroom kind of average per se? And we obviously, we can't quote you, but for a two-bedroom, what would you spend on a rental property, maybe in Streeterville or three-bedroom? Streeterville is the most expensive neighborhood to rent in. Uh, let's say... I would say for a two-bedroom right now, because there's a ton of concessions, uh, it's actually a great time to rent right now before we hit the spring, technically March. Um, I would say a luxury building like Atwater or... Say Alta or... Moment. Yeah. Um, I would say a two-bedroom, two-full bath would be in the f- like low fours. $4,000 yeah. a month? Yeah. What? It's not your her jaw yeah, just dropped. I know, but I here's the like, deal: those are people that will end up buying something, 100%. and it's going to save them money. Mm-hmm. Four thousand dollars for a two bedroom, two bath. Come on, it's Streeterville, girlfriend. I don't care. <laughs> two bedroom, so- two bath in Streeterville, you could still buy a four hundred fifty thousand dollar property. And I don't know what do we talk about taxes? About even say the the, the highest eight, maybe six to seven thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean of. I know you can't do this, but what would be my monthly payment on a 450 acquisition? Is it higher? Way less. It could be lower, yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's ridiculous. But, but you also have to, I tell my Wait, clients this do? all the time. You're not just, this isn't just money. It's, it's, this is a, a misnomer that, or a misconception and pressure by society that we have to always weigh things that are financial only in the world of finances. And guess what? We're humans. And so we have other elements to our being that are not just about the finances. We need to be completely educated on the finances, but then weigh it through all the rest of our system to make sure that's a good match for us. And what I think is happening with a lot of these younger people that are maybe just starting in their careers or just moving to new neighborhoods is that they're weighing it out. They have this money to spend for their housing, whether it's renting or buying, and they know that they want a certain quality of life during that time. Mm-hmm. So $4,000 a month is what they're paying for that for a certain amount of time. So where we come in as professionals is to say, like, cool, learn everything you can during that time, have fun, party it up, like <laughs> learn the neighborhood. And then when we're ready, let's make a two-year plan so you can start earning equity with that $4,000 a month. And I think what, what Neha's point is, is that that, that little runway time uh, isn't so bad. We don't need a stigma about the runway. We need a plan uh, with what to do with that as a runway. 
Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I'm not down talking, right? Because I'm an investor. So I always look at the numbers. So for me, it's more of like, how do I keep more money on a monthly basis in my pockets? How do I reduce my living costs? And how do I bring in additional income that can supplement that and afford me this lifestyle? So obviously, you know that if, for example, $450,000 acquisition, can I go FHA on it for four fifty? FHA, what am I loaning? Well, it depends on what you're putting down. (laughs) Okay, so it gets really complicated, right? So, I mean, we had an example. One of our friends, Sarah, came in and said she wanted to buy something. She was in River North, and she actually went shopping and looked at what was selling in her own building because she loved the building so much. Mm -hmm. And, of course, she liked something different, and it needed to have more money down because it was a higher price point. But at least now she knows what is her budget, what what is she like. And what's it going to cost for her to stay in that lifestyle? The truth is that she has a roommate and the roommate is going to help pay for that because right now the roommate is helping pay for the rent. So it's like a win-win-win. So I encourage all of you, whether you're thinking about buying now or maybe in the future, or maybe this conversation is intriguing to you on how you could save money and not give it away to a landlord and build equity, right? It's like a piggy bank because you're building value in that home and over time that difference between what you owe the lender versus what it's worth it's called equity and you can actually cash out on that carla it's 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 called luxury living okay <laughs> it's not cheap living and it's the point so here's I know, the question but you can still do it how you can do it you know there's different ways to do it you don't have to rent in the like at 111 you could rent at another building next door and save that few you know two to three hundred dollars a month how many of these renters are coming from out of state is oh, it a, I would say uh, most for you, most of my business. Good. It's not just people that are deciding that I'm staying here and I'm going to rent. When they come to the city, it's actually a good move. So it's not people that are just sitting, staying and doing the rent cycle, Well, there's a few of those too, but, uh, you know, it's maybe they rented in one neighborhood and they're like, you know, I, I, I thought I liked it. I don't. And I don't feel comfortable purchasing if I don't know for sure. Uh, so every situation is very different. Um, but of course, yeah, you know, it's a year versus, I still think it's insane. Well, and then, Tammy, do you teach them away. during that time? Is that something that you Absolutely. would do then? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So the moment no, that, the moment that, that, that Neha has a, a <laughs> do client, how do we do it? It's, <laughs> the, the moment that Neha has a client that goes into this rental situation, we're already talking about the longer term buying plan. As soon so, as they sign a lease, as soon as they sign a lease. So we, we have She's the like, conversation. What is your credit score? <laughs> okay, what is your income? Have you considered buying? <laughs> no, well, these are people who have, uh, you know, s- said they're interested and they want to learn more. Yeah, uh, yeah. And that's why I say, well, you know, we figure out their best option. Like, you know, obviously you need to renew your lease or sign a new lease. And then I, if they want to talk to Tammy, I said, I have a great resource because a lot of people just... I feel like they... Well, the, the other side of the coin is when people get to this point, if they all of a sudden they're you know, 11 and a half months into their lease and they're like, well, now I think I want to buy. Well, guess what? This is Now it's high stress. No. Yeah. If we start when they sign the lease, then we're prepared by the right. time that they're at the end of their lease. They're, 12 months or even, eight, you know, if it's eight, 12 months is standard, but that, that time goes by pretty quickly. Really, really fast. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and then it's are, renewal time and then you yeah, have to make and a decision. you're contacting me a month before they need to decide. Right. But some of these right buildings way. require you to let them know if you're renewing, like what, 60 out. days out, right? right? And that's when they'll well, contact me. And yeah. We, we would Which start do their, 90 days, right? We would start their process 90 days before their lease expires. Right. So they would already be underway for their move out date. Yeah, I love it. And I, so, and I love that you say, well, I don't like, I don't force them to talk about buying. I just say, offer it. I mean, I wish you would offer this to everybody just because it is such great information. What I call financial literacy, right? Mm-hmm. How to be, because a lot of people look at, uh, you know, online and they just see all these commercials about the interest rates being so low and they just don't 
wrap their brain around it on how much money they I, I know every generation loves making money mm-hmm. and I know lo- I know every generation loves knowing that they have like a safety net right so I just encourage you to learn how to do it because it's really not that difficult especially if you align yourself with experts one of the things that I love and applaud from uh, from Tammy is the fact that she coaches you through the process mm-hmm. like she'll literally call you and talk to you about what your credit score is um, what do you need to do in order to get there how much money you need to save what what bills do you need to pay off in order for you to qualify? So it's not like a let's buy now. It's more so of like, hey, let's make this plan on how to do it in the next three to six months. I mean, the more people that we can equip to be financially healthy and contributors to our local economy, that strengthens things for all of us. So yeah, number one, that's that's the best thing in my view. Hey, I know that we only have a minute left here, but I want to make sure to uh, let you mention what you wanted to say about tax credits, Neha, because I know you, that was important to you. Um, just so we were talking about, uh, you know, Yes, renting, obviously, if people are relocating, but just the fact that, like, comparatively, like, Chicago is one of the most affordable cities to live in. Uh, I was just comparing it with uh, Seattle. I was reading a report, um, and I think our, our uh, like, the average rent in Chicago is 39% lower than Seattle. Um, and our but 4000 too high. <laughs> well, so you know, we're, we're, we're paying less for more here, uh, and we we can get best of both worlds. Yeah, you you can find an option in every neighborhood, uh, in every kind of situation. You can buy a one bedroom, you can buy a two bedroom, you can buy you know a three flat, you can actually buy a single family home in Bucktown. Uh, yeah. So there's just a ton of options. But so where uh, where do our viewers and listeners get to come find you? Uh, so you can find me on Instagram, Neha Shades Chicago. Uh, you can send me a message. Uh, you can you can give out your phone number if you want. You can call me at two four eight three two zero seven nine seven six. Text me. You can email me at Neha Shades, uh, Neha at luxurylivingchicago.com. Uh, yeah, awesome. Great stuff. Sorry, I get really, really passionate, but it's all about yeah. those numbers. Oh, yeah. And uh, Joe, what's the deal with the, the interest rates? Can we, I, I love what he does, Tammy, and this is really genius. You called a client of ours that closed, was it a year already, Gustavo? You emailed It was him. eight months in. Eight months. Okay. After a transaction, I'm like working on, on my other stuff and here comes Joel contacting our previous clients to, uh, to remind them that it's okay for them re- to refinance and he's going to waive the fees. I mean, this is amazing that you keep th- your clients in mind because who doesn't want to save money? Here's a little tip. It's not just me, okay? So if you have a mortgage right now and you've closed any time in the last three years, what you found was, remember how hard you fought to go find the best bank with the best rate? Anything that you did in the last three years, today it's instantly lower. So you think of the people that locked in at 4.5% and today's rates are down at 3.5%. What I'm doing is I'm not bringing them down to 3.5%. The banks want you to pay fees. They want you to call up and ask for the lowest rate that's in the market. So what you want to do is find out what rate can you get where the bank pays all of the closing costs. So what we're finding right now is that a buyer can take a rate of 4.5%, bring it down to 3.625, and not pay all the fees, would you rather save $200 a month and pay over two grand, or would you like to save 190 bucks and not pay anything? And that's the idea. I'm so there's all about a lot of saving without having to incur any additional fees. It's out there. And so what you do is make sure that you reach out to the guy that did your mortgage or the woman who did your mortgage, get the best rate, and then ask them, can you tell me what rate I would get if you guys paid all the fees? If that's lower than what you have and you're saving over $100, that's probably the better move for you. It's not the better move for the bank, but it's the better move for you. 
Or if you want to shop it and work with somebody who actually knows what he's doing, not that your guy doesn't, but I'm just saying, I know for a fact my guy does, uh, contact Joel because he is amazing and he makes the process very easy for you so you don't have to think through it or get complicated because I know interest rates get really complicated. Going back to that 4,000 example, I mean, I just posted on social media that I found this three flat, three bedrooms on each floor that would rent $1,500 per floor and the mortgage payment was about 3700 and you're making about $1,900 a month, $3,700, $1,500, right? I mean, you're you're making money on a monthly basis. I just don't see anything about renting and throwing your money away. Sorry, that was just my piece. But let's <laughs> talk about happy stuff like plants and the spring is coming. Is it really going to get warm out there? But if it's not, then how do you get happy inside your space? How are you, Mrs. Borges? <laughs> I am great. It's so nice to mm-hmm. see everybody. Can I say how fantastic you look? Oh. I oh, love that. You. Can I borrow that? It's you so may. cute. It's like really elegant. Valentine's Day. It's my red. It's Galentine's Day. Would you be my Galentine? I would be your Don't Galentine get jealous, Tammy. every day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> but I, we can do it in multiples. But yeah, you know what? I'm so sorry. I love you girls. But I'm going to go with Christine. <laughs> like She's just amazing. I don't know. I mean, what did you do to deserve that, Joel? Because oh. she is amazing. Like all the stuff she that she does, amazing. you need a really good woman, seriously, to run this business. And Joel, you're very, I mean, I know you're amazing, but your wife? In life, you'd rather be lucky than good. And I've been lucky on many occasions. <laughs> so shout out to my wife. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh. I love you. Oh, Happy Valentine's so Day, love. Because I know it was you who brought me the cupcake, especially because I'm always hungry. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Borges. <laughs> Well, tell me what you were doing on February 2nd. Do you remember what that was? February 2nd. That's hard. That's a hard one. Yeah, right? Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. There's like a, there's this ball and they throw it through the air. Oh, was you that that day everybody was doing the broom thing? Oh, Super Bowl. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, the strip the pole thing. thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that thing, okay. right? Yeah. <laughs> Why? So, um, do you remember a specific commercial that had a little critter in it? No. No? All right. So Jeep did a, 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 a tribute to Groundhog Day. The Super Bowl landed on Groundhog Day this year. That means that Puxatani Phil. I can't who, say it. Puxatani? Punxatani. Punxatani. Like punk, you punk somebody? Okay. Punxatani. Um, and it's like if you put the ink, my, if I like enhance my East Coast accent <laughs> in there, it actually sounds even better. <laughs> um, so it's Punxatani. <laughs> oh, I like that. And Punxsutawney Phil came out of his little hovel, his little burrow, and he didn't see his shadow. So that means that spring is going to come early, mm-hmm. which means Yay! the next few weeks are warmer. We'll see less snow, and it will last, uh, let's say, the winter will last less time. Oh, that sounds good. Right? Than what we've seen the last few years. No Chiberia yet this year. We're in the (laughs) middle of February and I mean, we're kind of, we're catching a lucky break this year. Yeah. But we're probably being blessed from the crazy winter last year. So, spring, the first day of spring is March 21st and with that, I want people to start now thinking about planning their garden design. Mm. Because we want those spring flowers to come up and we want flowers early, right? So there's, I'm going to give you five tips on how to create a garden design that has flow and is artistic, artistic looking. So give us number five. Give me number five. Number five is you want to pick a focal point. Right. You could do it as like a fountain, you could have a fire pit, um, but you want to pick one thing that kind of becomes your focal point. Um, you want to embrace your long view. 
So we have these long, narrow lots in Chicago. This is the perfect way to look at your space. Pick a long view, and then at the end of that view, you have a focal point. You want to bring in native plants because native plants are the best thing for your garden's overall health and well-being. What is a native plant? Just sorry, I want to know what that is, though. Tell me, please. Sure. A native plant is one that has locally grown here for thousands of years. Ah. Right? So it's No one, cactus. No cactus. Okay. Yep. Sorry. Keep it simple. Okay. I love it. <laughs> but I love cactus. This is the only plant I can't kill. Well, <laughs> you yeah, can. they're great for that. Um, but you, you, if you think about the native plants on the prairie, they get burned down and they come back up. Why? Because their roots are like 20 feet long. Okay. okay. So native plants, perennials, are very difficult to kill once they're in your garden and they're established because those roots literally can go down 20 feet. They don't spread wide, but think of them more like a tall oak tree where the oak tree has roots that are as wide as the canopy and and the same depth as the canopy. So it, it's the, the perennial behaves like the oak tree, but it's only like three feet tall. Okay. So it has like a, a root that's like six times its height, which is why it survives through fire and crazy... Um, crazy storms and tornadoes because it doesn't actually even come out of the ground during a tornado. Um, we want to put your plants in groups. And that means I like odd numbers for this. So I'm like three, five, seven. So you're creating, consider that like group of them, a color together. And then you put plant other colors together in groups. And then you start to get depth and um, uh, texture in your garden by doing this. And then my last tip is to um, keep it scale. So you don't want to plant like a hodgepodge of one of of everything. And then when you look out your window, it's a little bit like a like a, a junkyard forest, of plants because yeah. there's no there's no rhyme or reason. It's a bit chaotic. So you've got the groups. You're creating the long. You're creating the focal point, and then you're keeping it to scale based on the size of the of the space you're working with. A lot of the um, the trends now with plants, it's all about these living walls. You're yes. seeing a lot of those. I mean, every restaurant has something in the backdrop. Um, so what do you what do you recommend with respects to that? Like, how do you get started on something like that? Especially if I want to start decorating my space and it's pretty blah and I want to add some life to it. So there's a number of things you can do. Um, you can, first, you want to decide whether you want faux or real or a, a combination of preserved and faux. And then you want to decide whether you want maintenance. And so that will key into whether you want faux or real. And then you want to decide how much space you want to take up on this, which is, which is also going to tie into your maintenance. And there are lots of products on the market that you can start small with something like the size of a, a typical window frame. Um, let's say that's like three by three. And they're pockets like kangaroo pockets attached to each other and you can tack those on the wall and put soil in them and then have a create a wall like that and then you can uh there are systems where you're using plastic like gutters and attaching those to the wall and so each of these different options comes with um, a maintenance requirement and light requirements. So basically you want to assess what you have in that area and then make a decision of whether you're going to use real, faux, 
and then your level of maintenance. Love it. So there you go. This is a weekend project for you or anyone who wants to do this. Right. And I know it adds a lot of flair to your space. And if you're looking to sell a property, always know the best way to showcase a big wall or maybe a giant tall you know, ceiling or a cathedral ceiling. To just have these beautiful plants hanging everywhere. It just adds more dimension to the space. It does. I love that. Yes. Thank you so much, Rebecca. Always a pleasure. You guys. Awesome. What do you think, Joel? Well, in real estate, it really does open up a room. When you actually take some of the ideas that Rebecca talks about, it makes it a home. You often walk into a property, and if it's not staged correctly, it just doesn't feel like home. But it's not just furniture, tables, chairs. Live plants, it really makes a major difference. So every single uh, episode, we're going to be getting tips from Rebecca Borges. She is the owner of Plant Happy. She is a contributing partner all year long on WGN's Market Overdrive. And if you like what you see, remember, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, subscribe on our YouTube channels for past episodes. You will elevate your real estate IQ. It's all about getting information to you, um, what's timely, what's happening What's happening in the city, what's happening in all over about what is happening with respect to real estate. I'm sorry, I'm like, I can't talk today. But this is what we do because we're passionate about real estate. We've been doing this for six years straight. And yes, it is a task to get here every, thir- every other Thursday and collaborate and get the show on the road and just get all this information in front of you, try to figure out what we're going to talk about. But we do it because we know that there's a need for it. There's a lot of misinformation online that people just don't get it. And when we are able to help people find homes, find a good deal, know which area is increasing in value, where you can get your best deal and how to get approved for a loan or that project or that idea that you had that you wanted to become an investor, you wanted to flip. We have experts here that want to educate you and elevate your real estate IQ. And you can call these different professionals from various uh, areas in in, in Chicago, right? Because they're very segmented and everybody has a specialty. And you can kind of grow with them. And you can always email us at Carla at Market Overdrive and I'll be able to help you. If you have something that you want to know more about, we can cover it on the show. So now let's move into our entertainment section. And we have with us Mr. Greg DeKalb. How are you? Oh my gosh. I'm are you phenomenal. 10? How are you? What's going on? Is that a new look? I yeah. love the, the fade. What did we get here? <laughs> the yeah. fade. You know what? I like guess. on the sides, right? It's kind of like that cool. Everybody's trying to like match your hairstyle. Oh my God. Well, I don't have a fade. But I didn't even sh- tell you. Ernie Sandoval sent me that email mm-hmm. with a video like, don't I look like Joel? I'm like, are you really? Seriously, people are trying to copy Joel's haircut because. Uh, no, it's great. Joel's hair is my yeah. That's I mean, what I, that's what I'm going for. It's you. different than Tony's, right? It's I mean, a come on. Different. That's oh man. That's <laughs> Tony's in here. That's why I get to talk about him. I love you, Tony. <laughs> no, but but I did give a um, uh, a new guy, uh, Chris, yeah, with, uh, gentleman's cooperative. I gave him uh, a shot today, and uh, yeah, he fixed me up. So Ooh. thank you. The Gents Co-op, we love you guys for doing what you're doing, doing amazing stuff. We love that Greg's here. And so now once you've bought the property, you're living in Chicago, you found the right neighborhood, you got to go out and eat. You got to have places that are like home to you, that give good service, that are always there. Tell us about your guests today. Yeah, absolutely. So as you guys know, we got a whole lot of awesome events coming up and I want to give a rundown. But most importantly, I wanted to introduce our guest tonight with Kinsey Chop House. We have an awesome event coming up. Um, on February 26th, uh, Wine and Chai. It's our first Wine and Chai event. Who so, doesn't love wine? I mean, ex- seriously. Exactly, right? So just a elegant, high-end uh, event, and we thought there isn't a better place in Chicago to kick off these networking events than at Kinsey Chop House. So brought them along to tell us a little bit about their uh, venue. 
Uh, thank you so much for having us. Thank, thank you again, Greg and Tony. So nice meeting you. And this is Nicole, the, the current owner for Kinsey Chap House. Yep. So we just took over Kinsey Chap House in July, and we finished an awesome renovation project. So it took us two weeks, and it's completely modernized and new, and it's a local feel. It's still female-owned, and we have great food, and we host these events. And this wine in Shai is set up, you know, to be awesome in the new bar lounge area, and we can't wait to have it. Ooh, she's speaking to my heart. She <laughs> said it's female-owned, female I'm just going to operate, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know you're running things there. But can you tell us a little bit? This is a real estate show, right? So it's an investment show. And, of course, we just want to tell you where to hang out because who are these trendsetters and who is really making a change in that commercial restaurant tour world? It's like, as I said earlier, we're going to uh, start doing the pre-shift, which we're going to be uh, interviewing the f- folks over at Gibson gibson's group so you are a owned restaurant so you own it can you tell me like how often do you have to do these renovations so you can stay uh competitive with all the other restaurants so it hadn't been shown love for about you know 15 years so it's time had come and so when we took over the place um we went through the process we got an sba loan my husband's been in the restaurant industry for about 25 years, but we didn't want to freak out the people who were Kinsey clients for the past 30 years. So we went slowly, slowly, um, and then from about September have been planning methodically the um, renovation. So we were able to self-finance, but that's because we had to, you know, save and understand our cash flow to see what we could do and, you know, it's the product you see once you guys come and visit and see the new modernized Kinsey. Love it. And from an investment or career or just like, I want to get into this business, how does a girl get started? Like, what's, oh. where did this idea originate from? So, I know. We want to take you back. I want to go on a journey to know more okay. about you. I have an MBA in finance. I'm from finance world, but I have a salon on Oak Street, so I'm art world. And my husband is uh, had restaurants for 25 years overseas. So this opportunity fell in our lap. And it's just been a wild, crazy ride because restaurant world is not normal world. But you're like, paint this color. I want this. I'm the beauty girl. So we're going to make it beautiful for everybody. For that. And then he's operations. So I'm accounting and marketing upstairs. And he's downstairs on operations. And it's kind of like upstairs, downstairs, and we make it work. Operations is very difficult, right? You have to know how to take care of your employees, but also how to take care of your clients. So it's that crazy balance. If you can master that art, you could yeah. be very successful in restaurants. Um, can you tell me what is the, the, the story behind your success? What is work hard? That's, you know, it, it takes a lot of sweat equity and I'll, it's preparation. And then you get lucky and make lucky, you know, have lucky breaks. You just have to be prepared for what life is going to bring to you. Um, and just a lot, a lot of hard work. Love it. So if you had to talk to our listeners and our the people who are watching today, like what is your one sales pitch or not even sales pitch, but that welcome to our restaurant? Like why would I go there versus any other restaurant? There's something to be said about some a restaurant that's independently operated and not through a big group. And there's very few of us left. And we really try to have that hospitality, that feeling of it's your home away from home and you can ask for whatever it is you want with us. And, you know, feel happy. You can have your private events with us. You can bring your family or you can have a business meeting. I love that. And that we do, right? As realtors, we're always hosting. We want to give somebody a gift certificate so they can come. We want to celebrate that new house, the closing of a new a new property. Why not do it there? 
You have anything else to add? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, there is a lot of reason to do events with us because we do have a pretty much great room with very nice experience. One of my favorite rooms is uh, one entrance where we have a chandelier with a one hanging on the wall. And, are you saying it's, you're calling out all the millennials who want to do their Insta picture? Mm-hmm. This is a great yeah, place for much, your yeah, Instagrammable yeah. space. <laughs> Did much. you hear that? Chandeliers, ladies. Yes. Yeah, so like, so which is also like uh, on 26, February 26, we're going to have events with Tony P. So we are, um, uh, we're going to create a dining experience event in that room where we're going to have up to 20 people. So just experiences are so like uh, calling the event one experience and then uh, having all this battle, all, all the nomination we have about the wine is going to be great. It's going to be very, very Yeah, the restaurant has um, from Wine Spectator the award of excellence from about 2014 all the way through 2019 and we're going for 2022. Great stuff. So remember, chandeliers and wine on the 26th with our friends from Tony P Networks. It's a must attend because as always, it is packed with great people and you can make great connections. But also, why not enjoy yourselves and, you know, try out the new, uh, check out the new decor. Yeah. And did you want to add anything, Greg? Yeah, I was going to say um, we do have a, a few other events coming up. So just thought I would give a quick rundown of uh, the events happening with Tony P's this month. So first off, we have February 18th, Concrete Cowboy. We have our Tony P Business Networking event. And then on February 26th, we'll be working with uh, the Kinsey Chop House here on our Wine and Chai event. And then February 20th, we all love Sonny and his foundation. They're doing the A Boy in His Dream event um, at Roche Bobois. Roche Bobois. Help me out Roche here. Yeah. Roche Bobois. Roche Bobois. I wish Jesse was here to say it because she says it the best. But Actually, I say it better. Yeah. <laughs> say it. I speak French. Can so. you please help us? Parlez-vous français? But d'accord. Oui. Donc, it's Roche Bobois. Roche Bobois. I say so that. So there we go. I mean, you just, just keep talking. Like, just translate everything in French. <laughs> <laughs> he speaks like six languages. Wow, that's amazing. Thank See? So. Yeah. All right, so we're going to encourage the ladies of Exceptional Women's Network and Femme City. Ladies, come out and support a female-owned business. Yeah. And you heard her. It's a husband and wife project, but you have to come out and support our very own. So female-owned and female, not operated, but she's got a great team. We have to support our women who are launching in these businesses because it's very competitive. So kudos to you you and much, much luck. Thank you, my dear. Thank you. You're welcome. I love her. She called me my dear. I've eaten there multiple times. You always feel like your family, so it was really good to have them on and actually go through really the story because so often you go to a restaurant and you actually don't get to know the people behind the scenes. You think it's just some big company and it was really great to see some people in here today. Thank you guys so much for coming. Thank, Thank you. you. I love it because it's magical, right? Like I always want to inspire people to get out of their comfort zone and get out of their fear or the fear that's in their head or whatever they visualize as failure and go out and do things. And that's why I like to pick brains because I want to know, how did you do it? How did you get started? Like, where did this come from? Obviously, you need a partner, right? You need somebody that can support you in these grandioso ideas. But if she can do it, why can't anybody else, right, that wants to open up a restaurant? But I love the fact that she cares about the clients. And, of course, numbers are very important. So to be financially solvent and to be able to invest and reinvest in your restaurant, that means they're doing a good job over there. You're always learning, and that's the really great thing about yeah. what Carla does here. And so I wanted to plug an event that's coming up that is for Chicago Agent Magazine. Every single year we have the Accelerate Summit. This year it's at the Merchandise Mart. 
It is on March 4th, and so it is a full day of learning. You can actually go and have three different panels. I'll be speaking on the lenders panel with two other uh, real estate lenders in the city of Chicago, and you are around innovators and those that are really making the decision. So if you're in Chicago real estate, it is coming up on March 4th. It is at the Merchandise Mart, and it is the Chicago Agents Accelerate Summit. And you can come across the street after and have a cocktail with us. <laughs> Did you hear that? Are we getting any uh, like invitations? Uh, everybody gets their first glass of wine. Nicole. Dur- during happy hour. Yeah. <laughs> during happy Just hour. Just like you're at we home. Have an awesome Gotta happy shake hour. Shake her up yep. a little bit. <laughs> Get them our, in there. Uh, plus, our happy hour is very nice because you have a buy one, buy one and get one free. So. I love it. So bring a friend is what they're saying. It's always the party where I go. Come on. I always come in with an entourage of six girls. It's true. It's true. Everywhere you go. Well, um, I just want to take a moment to remind everybody that all of our shows are saved and cataloged on our YouTube channel, as well as on Facebook and Apple Podcasts and Google Play. So please follow us if you haven't done so already. Get her to talk about business. Go ahead, Joe. <laughs> Market Overdrive is an over-the-top show. We love giving education. It's bi-weekly and we're real professionals okay so we're not just reporters we're really out in the streets doing this business and so if you know somebody that should be on the show or if you know a topic that you really want to be discussed on the show you can email us at marketing at marketoverdrive.com and again follow us on instagram like us on facebook and subscribe to our youtube channel it is always a pleasure to hang out with you guys on a bi-weekly basis here at WGN Studios to collaborate with these great folks. And we're doing great things. I want to encourage everybody to attend our second annual executive experience um, event at uh, Gibson's Italia on the 14th. It's the day of St. Patrick's Day. After they dye the, uh, the river green, we're going to be welcoming all of you to come out and support this great cause. Again, 100% of the proceeds goes to the kids at um, St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. I was very blessed to be there again in January and as always they welcome us with one big hug and it's an amazing organization 100% of the bill from these cancer patients are paid by our donations so I encourage you to give back and give of your time if you can attend there's $75 tickets and again 100% of the proceeds from this event goes to St. Jude Children's Research Hospital last year we raised 25000 for this good cause this year I want to challenge ourselves to raise $50,000 Kudos and shout out to our executive experience committee who is out there working very hard to secure auction items and for Gibson's group for their generous donations and Greg Horan for putting this together with us and helping us secure some more auction items. We love you. We heart you. Thank you so much. And I hope I can see you there March 13th. I'm sorry, March 14th at Gibson's Italia. It is always a pleasure to collaborate with you. And if you have any questions about real estate, flipping, buying, residential leasing, any questions that you may have or you're intrigued about something, reach out to us. We are happy to Happy Valentine's, everyone.